Harry Potter, the boy who lived, come to die. Avada Kedavra! Professor Jones and the Diggs. Professor Jones and the Diggs. Professor Jones and the Diggs. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Professor Jones podcast. We are two brothers. We sure are. And we love movies. Oh, uh, yes, we do. Harry Potter movies. My name is Dave Jones, and I am the professor. My name is Danny Jones, and I am the Diggs. And here we are, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 2. Part 2. Same director, same crew, just about everything is the same in this one, so we don't really need to talk about the behind the scenes too much. Um, But you just came up with a a good idea, something to talk about for us. Uh, What is the lasting impact of not only just the Harry Potter book series, but also the Harry Potter films um, in, you know, the greater society and pop culture, as well as just what people are doing to make movies what it's done and writing, for writing what it's done for. Um, yeah. So since you asked the question, I'll let you answer it. What do you think? What's the, what's the lasting? Oh, I didn't here? expect to go first. Uh, <laughs> okay. You usually rely go. on um, me to shoot these things from the hip, huh? Well, I thought of a pretty good point though. I'm kind of proud of myself on that. Um, I don't know. You just see in a lot of fantasy nowadays and things that are, Written in all these television shows that come out, there's kind of a a structure to things. And uh, I guess you could say that, you know, stories have been telling the hero story for a long time. Um, but I think that J.K. Rowling proved that you can really dig deep and write something that can have an impact. And she did the work. She did the research. Um, she puts so much time in on all of these characters and their backstories and all that good stuff that it just kind of shows that, you know, um, I guess I just said it. If you put in all that time, that something beautiful will come out of it, you know, no matter who you are, no matter what you're doing. Um, and I think that this phenomenon of Harry Potter, I mean, when it first started, it was almost like the world kind of freaked out because these books were selling so much. Nobody had ever really seen something like that happen. And I, I think we've talked about on the earlier podcast, like the Barnes and Noble book parties and stuff like that. Just hundreds, thousands of people turning out just to buy these books at night. I mean, is um, that, I, I, that'd be a statistic that I would like to look up, but is this the most, like most successful book of all time? Like book series of all time? I'm not sure, but I mean, I, I don't I would know. Imagine so. I don't know what would be closer. You know, like Lord of the Rings, possibly, but um, I mean, you know, Twilight. Yeah, I mean, it's a bigger population <laughs> now, so I think that Harry. Have Potter... Have you read Twilight? I yeah, love it. Read all four of them. It's my favorite. Yeah, no, our Katie, our uh, our Katie, our sister our Katie, Katie uh, <laughs> our Katie, <laughs> our Katie told me that I should read them because she thought they were really good, and I read the entire thing, and. What a BS ending. It's so stupid. I hate it. I didn't read them. I read the entire thing and I was there. I was like, oh yeah, this is pretty good, you know, and it's building towards something at the end. And then the ending just sucks, which brings me to my point about Harry Potter. Um, I think that what you're saying, right, uh, is that if you put in the work, you can create something really beautiful. And I think that also if you put in the work to create a beginning and create an ending and have characters that all sort of mesh together and everybody has their own individual storylines and you can tell that the author has done the work to create like an elaborate network of characters that all fit together 
as the viewer or as the reader, you really appreciate when things yeah. come together at yeah. the ending. It's because, not just like random things. Yeah. Harry Potter, while the seventh book does seem a little bit thrown together and a little bit, um, and that's the one critique that I've heard numerous people talk about. Um, and I, I agree to an extent, but at the end of the day, she did have like a definitive ending and understood where she wanted it to go. And yeah. At, you know, when I read the seventh book, I was like, there wasn't a question of like, oh, she lost, she lost hold of the uh, story a little bit, you know, here. it's like, no, 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 yeah. she knew exactly how it was going to end. And this was the definitive ending to Harry Potter. And as a reader, you really appreciate that. Yeah. It's really nice to see. Cause there, you know, there are plenty of like lost. Well, it's not like George R. R. Martin, you know what I mean? It's yeah. like it's yeah. taking forever or, I mean, this is, it's not a, a book series, but like one thing that comes to my mind is Dexter. And watching Dexter in the in the beginning, you're like, oh my gosh, this show is incredible. And then you just kind of realize that they just didn't know what was going to happen in the end. Yeah, you know I mean, what I mean. You know, they, they just kept making it up, and it and it that happens work. a lot with Avatar: like, Last Airbender. That that structure is like you know you know that they knew what they were going to do. Avatar: Last Airbender is a fantastic example because even oh, just the structure of each individual the season, television they knew, series. Let's, let's yeah, preface. no, not the movie, but they knew exactly where everything was going to fit and how it ends up. Um, but I think that I mean I I love that. There's too many losses out there. There's too many heroes. There's too many Dexters. You know, there's way too many things out there that there just was no plan. And obviously, Avatar: Last Airbender is fire. Ah, <laughs> seems like a watered down joke if I've ever seen. Oh, okay. But you gotta, you know, puff Danny full of air. You know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, I'm really bending. I, uh, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> bring him down to earth. Um, but <laughs> sorry, dude. What was I gonna say? I had something. I know. Yeah. But I, I think it's easier to do with movies too, and it's easier to do with books. TV series lose their way all the time because all the time they just want to keep going, right? It's like well, well they have a pilot and they don't know whether it's going to continue, right? You know? Right. So it's not like a book series where the author's like, "Well, I'm going to release all these, and I don't really care." It's going to be seven books. What anybody thinks? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah. Anyway, so no, I think that I think that's good, and it also kind of started the uh, the teen heartthrob or teen, you know. Teen fiction, woo! All that sort of stuff you get yeah. from this. You pretty much get your your Twilights, and you get you do. your um, uh, Hunger, Hunger Games, Games, and you yep. get your Aragons and stuff Maze like that. Runner. And I think that we're kind of we're kind of seeing those types of movies and those series dying out a little bit. I don't know if yep. perhaps yeah, there's a waning interest in that select style of fiction. Or if maybe we just haven't seen anything good come up in a while because I mean Hunger Games was pretty great. Uh, the books weren't yeah. that well written in the third yeah. one. The second one was fine, and the third one wasn't very good. Um, but you know, another example of like great idea to start off doesn't stick the landing. Doesn't quite that well. finish. Yeah, you know. Um, and Harry Potter does finish very well. Um, but I don't know. I guess I, I'm curious to see where the next. When the next good teen fiction like this... What the next wave is going to look like. Yeah, because there's got to be something yeah. like similar along the lines of Harry Potter that eventually happens, right? It'd be it'd be cool to see something else pop up like it's this. It's also interesting, it though, be. because nowadays with all the media platforms that you have or whatever, you have HBO, now you have Disney doing their new thing, you have Apple starting a whole streaming service. It's unfortunate to say, but I think people, a majority of people are probably stirring away from reading. 
Um, oh, totally, dude. Totally. You know, so I think it's it's not as easy anymore. When J.K. Rowling did it, it was like the perfect time because all we had was, I don't even know, I'm sure DirecTV and stuff was yeah. around, but it was pretty, yeah. I have a lot of students that have zero interest in reading. <laughs> it's just like, well. I don't read that often. You know, I'll say that here on the podcast. I don't read too often. I mean, if there's a good book that really, I don't know, catches my eye or something like that. But I just, I never take the time to, I come home and I turn on the TV and I'm like, Oh, that new show you, that seems kind of cool. I'll turn that on. Yeah, no, I mean, I I do watch a lot of TV. I watch a lot of movies and I listen to a lot of podcasts. I don't spend as much time reading. I read for my job a lot and that ends up kind of takes the, I don't know. Sometimes I I felt that like being in the, that takes um, the brunt of the reading. Yeah. My professional life and definitely in my educational life previous to that, I did so much reading just, as you know, work that maybe it took a lot of the fun out of reading for me. Um, but Hey, maybe I should dig back into it. Whatever. Uh, Let's say it. Dig your nose into a good book. Come on, kids. Let's all start reading again. Yeah. Let's all start reading again. Yeah. Let's get back to reading, but Hey, let's talk about this movie. Deathly Hallows part two. Hate the beginning. Um, no, I'm kidding. You hate the beginning. Well, no, I, I like the beginning of the movie. I hate the first like 30 seconds of this movie because it shows did you, did it do that? Maybe it's just the, the Voldemort the, thing. Yeah. Yeah. Where it shows him yeah. like getting the elder wand and then shooting it up and all that stuff again. And then it goes to the Warner brothers intro. What is that? Like, it's like the only one that's done that too. We all saw that. Like we already saw that. We saw the last movie. That was weird. I'm not watching part two <laughs> having not watched part one. <laughs> I'm just, I thought that was so weird. It if felt- somebody went into the theater and didn't see part one, <laughs> it's like the the point zero five percent of the people sitting in the theater are like, oh, who's that guy? <laughs> wow. Oh, oh, whoa. No, no. Like, they must have just not even seen anything. <laughs> no nose on that guy. Who's that guy? No nose. Um, <laughs> that it just felt like uh, you know it felt like the beginning of a TV show like previously on Harry Potter. Yeah, previously on Harry Potter. <laughs> Welcome back. To, yeah. Okay. Ninety five five. I got my coffee. I got my cup and a whole lot of love. We are back. It's, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> there was just like there was far too much ambiguity in that little beginning for it to be like a previously means, yeah. un- ambiguous. It's like uh, you know, just like I know, yeah. yeah, okay, he's got yeah. It. Uh, but so anyway, I didn't like that. But the movie is really great. After that, I will say that they do almost this the movie, same thing as part one. This movie you know? is pretty much awesome up until yeah. a certain point. The beginning is like, fun. and I think I might I might end up arguing a little bit with you. A little bit later. I, I mean, I don't think I'll, I'll, I don't think I'll argue too much because I understand what you're saying. But I think having not having distanced myself so far from the books now, uh, I mean, the ending didn't seem too crazy to me. There's things that I wish they would have done, but um, like not kill Dobby. Dobby should have just been in this whole time. Harry character. Potter. You remember Whoa. when he do you remember when he died with the person that he loved most in the world holding him? <laughs> that little rubber body of his can we break break here um get some tissue uh but uh i went to hobby dobby yesterday no <laughs> hobby, hobby lobby joke really stretching for these um where were we what happens at the beginning they're back at the uh, beach it, and they're like they're at the cottage hanging he's, he's talking to uh grip hook 
Well, yeah, I think that that's really where my mind is going is that they just start talking to Grip. He hook. talks to Ollivander and Grip Hook. Talks to Grip Hook first, right? Yeah. Yep. And so he talks to Grip Hook Warwick first. Davis. Warwick Davis. Woo. Great role. He's good in yeah. this too. He is good in this. I don't. What is what is his deal though? What is with? Okay, what's with the uh, the goblins? They just seem like an interesting group of guys, group of people. They are. They're they not work like at Gringotts. house elves. They're not like grumpy, you know, or happy go lucky. They're just like little worker bees, and yeah. they they're kind of selfish, and they just don't really care about anything else. Yeah, I guess they're just extremely greedy, and that's kind of the thing with them, and that's why they're in charge of the wizarding. Thing. They're the bankers. They're like, hey, this is ours. If you yeah. want in here. You got to go through me. It's like, well, you're two foot te- you know, tall. <laughs> yeah. They're right. like, we respect the value of a galleon. You know, we respect, we respect artifacts and all that sort of stuff. So I don't know. It seems like that's their agenda, but, uh, I was, su- I was surprised cause I forgot about this whole thing where grip hook like turns on them and stuff. Spoiler alert. We're going to get into <laughs> stuff, but when grip hook like turned yeah. on them, yeah, I was surprised. Like, Oh yeah. What a weird turn of events. I remember. Like, why is this guy? I don't know. It just doesn't seem like with all the other magical races, like why is everybody so down with Voldemort or like, why is, why is he just like not invested I in this struggle? There's at just all? not a lot of hope in the world at this point. And he's like, well, I'm going to take mine and get out of here. I'm going to take the sword of Gryffindor as if this oh, is like, I don't know. I mean, I guess. Oh, and then he dies. Yeah. How does he die? Voldemort kills him. Oh, is that right? Oh yeah, yeah that's right. Like yeah, because then it, the it does that pan of people. of him holding the sword with his. And then it vanishes. The dead rubber body. Yeah, it's rough. God. <laughs> <laughs> They're all just little rubber dolls. They are. That's all they are. Uh, Warwick Davis though hasn't been that good since Willow. Hey, um, Mad Madigan. Mad Madigan. Uh, but then they talk to John Hurt. John Hurt, always good to see. I hurt myself today. I'm always kind of worried that an alien's going to pop out of that guy's chest. You know what I mean? I, like, I know, twice. It's, I think that John Hurt is one of those, um, he's one of those actors that despite, or like, you know, whatever his previous work is, he's got plenty of good stuff to his name. He will always be the guy. That gets sick and has an alien burst forth yeah. from his chest. An alien. That's just 100%. who he is. You yeah. know, he starts laughing. <laughs> <laughs> He'll never be any different for me, and that's fine. No, must have hurt yeah. a lot. Oh, Hell, maybe should have gone into sorry, John yeah, before. John. I don't know. Oh yeah, sir. Uh, not to be confused with William Hurt. Who's that? He is the guy that plays. Um. He's the like government guy in Captain America Civil War. Got it. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Mustache? Yep. Yep. Good actor. Yeah. Wait, uh, is he in uh is he news. in uh Into the Wild? Is he the dad in Into the Wild? Uh not too familiar with Into the Wild. I think he's the dad in Into the Wild. Walking in the middle of the street crying. <laughs> Breaking down. I don't know it. You don't so know it. I, he doesn't I, know it. I don't get the reference, <laughs> so, but that sounds that movie is very good. Yeah. Berry good. The berries. Okay, dies from the berries. Oh, that's what the uh, Emil Hirsch character does. What's that guy's name? Alexander Supertramp. Alexander Supertramp. What? Well, Tramp. Tramp. Okay. Uh, poor guy. <laughs> poor guy. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, who does the music for that? Uh, hey! Oh, what's that guy's name? I can't remember his name now. 
Why do you have to bring up stuff like this? I don't know. It's like we're trying to talk about Harry Potter, and now I'm thinking about... Whatever. Yep. Moving on. Keep moving. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, should we just... They talk to Ollivander, and they get a little bit of insight as to the wands, and... And he says know, that... They are. And Ollivander says that you have no chance going up against the Elder Wand. Like, yeah. if Voldemort has that thing, then you're not going to be you're successful. Toast. Yeah, so your butter and toast. Interesting, interesting thing. Um, I feel like this is a logical place to. No, 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 no. Keep going. So then they go to Gringotts and they go to impersonate. Uh, Hermione is taking the place of Bellatrix Lestrange, which love to see Helena Bonham Carter. Great again, yeah. Very it's happy just great to have her that she scene. has this part of the movie, right? Love um, you, Bellatrix. Love you, Bellatrix. Yeah, and uh, it's a fun scene. You get to see Harry use an unforgivable curse, which. Is interesting. I always found that interesting in the book because they're unforgivable curses, which would stand to reason that you just don't do them, right? If you you're going to be it. on the side it's of good, the law, you just don't yeah. do it. And Harry uses it like without reservation. You know, he just kind of goes for it. And I remember in the book, even I was like, "Wow, okay, ballsy move here." But yeah, they did it. They went for it. Um, yep. Kind of an interesting take on it, though. The guy looks like he suddenly just ingests, you know, it's like he sniffed glue and just became high for a second or something. It's like, almost like he's under like a love charm. Yeah, he's, he's like, like oh, uh, that, that goblin is fun, though. Talk about... He is good. Talk about a guy yeah. you want to spend your Friday night with, you know? Let's get this oh, guy yeah, out. absolutely. He seems like a good time. But. Head out to the pub, mm-hmm. <laughs> hang out with little spooky. (laughs) (laughs) That's like the manager though, that like they, you know, like they take him over and they're like, Oh, actually we don't need to see your wand Bellatrix. And like all the other goblins are like, no, we still need to see your wand. That's I know. Ridiculous. Yeah. Everybody else is like, yeah, well, he's not technically in charge. We're all here too. What was the, what was the panic about though? Didn't they have her wand anyway? Yeah. So why wouldn't they just hand over the wand? They have it. I don't know. Silly. I don't remember. Yeah, yeah. it is silly. Gotta, um, I got to read these books again because there's stuff in, stuff in these movies that I'm just like, what happened here? What's the... What's I don't really on? read. I can't remember. Uh, it's tough to read these things. Um, <laughs> but then they go down and they get into Bellatrix Lestrange's Roller vault coaster. because they're going for... Zoom, which zoom. which uh, Horcrux is this? This is the uh, like little the, cup, like the, the golden... Trophy. It was thing. a cup of Slytherin or something like that, I think. Something like that. Yeah, because there was yeah. there was something for each individual um there was something for each house. Individual house. Yeah. 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 And that sword still just looks like they picked it up at a Toys R Us. It's the most it's still a horrible just little sword. and dinky. Can we get Aragon's sword from Lord of the Rings? Seriously. A big sword? It seriously looks so bad. It's like needle. It's like sting. Yeah. Just yeah, These tiny little baby swords. It's tiny. Hi, little- buddy. Happy third birthday. <laughs> <laughs> Here's your little present. Yeah, little do we know because it's like it's been wow, so it's long. So light. <laughs> this is the sword of Gryffindor. That's like a toy sword that Gryffindor was given when he was like eight. And they're yeah. like, yeah. I mean, he's like, yeah. It's it, a sword it, of Gryffindor. It was my sword. It wasn't. You know. I mean, technically, it was mine. <laughs> technically, it was mine. It's not like I used. My little it brother played long. with it a lot. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't really care about it too much. Why would he have a sword anyway? He's a wizard. He was a prince. You don't remember that? 
What, Godric Gryffindor? Yeah, he was a prince from from Cisphania. No, but why like why back then, right? He lived like whatever centuries ago. Why would he have a sword? Because he has a wand. That's like a, you know, wizard now walking around with a Having gun. Having a gun. He's yeah. like, yeah, I have my wand, but I open carry too. Well, maybe they had <laughs> fencing class or something. Maybe. I don't know. I open carry. <laughs> well, I have my permit. <laughs> I got um, my CWP. I don't know what the... I feel like fencing would be something that they would have at Hogwarts. Maybe. I guess. I don't know why they'd have any, like, they have fencing, but they don't have math. It's just like, okay. Here's, okay, here's another thing, though. Like, why, why is it okay for students to not go to their seventh year of Hogwarts? I mean, I don't, I don't think it's not okay. I think it's not okay. I think they, and under the circumstances, they just had to do what they had to do. No, I think that after your sixth year, you're allowed to not go back. Because, like, Fred and George oh, really? did the same thing. Oh, because yeah. they take their owls, huh? Yeah, maybe if you take your OWLs. Because then that fifth year and then seventh year, or maybe it's sixth year, you have your newts. But, I mean, whatever. They, but I just thought What'd that you say? was... nudes? Newts. Yeah, oh. they said nudes. No, um, <laughs> N-E-W-T-S. Newts. Uh, I don't, I can't remember. A newt. A newt. Turn me into newt. Got better. I got better. I don't understand that though. A Why are duck. they? duck. <laughs> Monty Python, Holy Grail. You could Good. use an African swallow. Oh yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's great. But. Buddy of mine used to, we bought two coconuts once and we went to the hockey game in Billings. Uh, the Bulls hockey game at the Metro, and we literally ran around in circles the whole time doing the coconut thing. <laughs> really? Yeah. Well, that sounds fun. Shout out Evan Reineking. Good guy. Wow. Evan Reineking. I used to good run kid. into Evan a lot. He's a good guy. I haven't seen Very him. Very good lot. guy. But yeah, shout out. <laughs> so shout out to him. <laughs> shout out to Evan Reineking. Okay. Uh, then they get to Gringotts, and, uh, you know, they go down to the thing, and there's a dragon, which, gosh. Horrible situation for this dragon. I know, man. That's Torture. oh man, grip hook. These yeah, goblins. These it. goblins seem like the worst. They're I jerks. hate these guys. They suck. They do. Yeah, let's suck. put that on the record. Yeah. You suck. I am not goblin. a fan of the goblins. They Back are up. just. They're mean. They're cruel to animals, and they're selfish. They yes, are they just are. not good people. If I met a goblin, I would square up immediately. Fist up. Yeah. Let's go. Plus, they're ugly as sin. You know what I'm saying? No. <laughs> I mean, plus, they just look terrible. <laughs> Is there not a goblin like CVS or something they can get some product or anything? Yeah. I don't know. I'm get some toothpaste. I am not pro goblin and but I'm pro house elf. That's what I am. So I am pro house elf as well. Yeah. Of those two That's on the record. I'm more down. But uh goblins And I'm pro dragon and I'm pro dragon. And what they're doing to this poor dragon is not acceptable. No, seems like a bummer for this guy. He's just stuck down there. And- Do you think they did it or you think Bellatrix did it? What do you mean? Oh no, I think it's the I think it's the goblins. Yeah, not even no, it's Bellatrix those little jerks. That evil. Not even a chance. <laughs> she's you could be the most evil person in the world, but you're still gonna be nice to animals, right? Yeah, she's like so even yeah, like no, thank you. You know, even your like Ted Bundy's or your, you know, <laughs> like crazy serial killers. Look at how they treat their dog. They're probably already. They love their dog. No, they actually, love their good no, boy. No, because it's like a sign that somebody's gonna be a serial killer later in life if they, you know, kill No, small yeah, Jeffrey Dahmer actually did a lot of weird stuff with animals. I watched that movie recently. Right. 
because then you know like no remorse for killing and so kill yeah. animals because that, that was kind of messed theme. up he'd like keep them in jars and stuff yeah jeez. but that's what you know that was a theme in dexter is that dexter would go like hunting because he liked to kill and so, come on son oh gosh the guy who plays the raiden. crappy raiden yeah in mortal kombat 2 that actor man it's just he's if, annoying if he shows like up in guy. something i'm immediately like oh. okay no offense yeah. against him it's not like he does a bad job but I think no, it, I think it might okay. be the fact that he played Raiden. That that might be all it is. It is. He was in the knockoff Mortal Kombat because they changed Sonya. They changed. They killed Johnny Cage at the beginning of that movie. I know. And then they introduced Jax with the with the arms, and everything just felt weird. Yeah. I watched it a lot. Yeah. No. No. I, <laughs> I remember it too. And you, you remember the the ba- the main bad guy was uh, Buffalo Bob S- from Joe Dirt. Yes. Yep. Yep. He's that guy. So <laughs> weird cast. That it Buffalo puts the Bob, lotion on its skin. It's such yeah. a stupid scene in Joe Dirt. And it's oh. not even the real Buffalo Bob. No. I'm only doing this because I heard the Buffalo Bob. Joe Dirt. Good stuff. Joe Dirt. Good movie. Yeah, I stand by Joe Dirt. I think it holds up, to be honest. But um, um okay, so they I really like how in the, um, whatever in her, her little, I don't know why I can't think of it. Um, her vault. Yeah. Sorry, dude. Um, in her vault, I really like how they stayed pretty true to the books and they had everything multiply. And I think they did a really good job of that. Like everything you touch multiplies and all that good stuff. It's a good scene. I mean, it's It's a fun scene. It's well done. Yeah. Well done. And they get the thing and then, yeah, grip hook turns on them. And then there's a really good little firefight between like the cops and them. I think a lot of the fighting and dueling in this is pretty good. Like they're, you know, hiding around brick walls and things are just like, like hitting the sides of things. And, and then like the little, the little goblin gets what he deserves and he dies. There's people like getting thrown off the, the, the roller coaster and like clearly dying. It's a lot of people dying. Well, I mean, that's, and that's the biggest thing for me is, and I'll ask you, do you feel sympathy for these goblins that are getting killed right here? Like that Not little the guy goblins, under but the kind of for the guys, the guy like with the imperious curse that just gets, you know, melted by a dragon. He has no idea what he'll never. I mean, obviously he's dead. Yeah. So no, he, I mean, he, he was just under somebody else's control and then uh, altered state of mind and then just gets roasted. And it's like, hmm. Boom, the end, do, you, do, do you feel bad for that guy? Or do you think Not he deserved chance. to die? I hate all goblins. Not a big goblin fan. Yeah, me neither. No. I don't know. I feel kind of bad for him. After but... that Hobbit scene, uh, you know. But it's like it's like you take like thing, I, you I take like some pretty like big like, you know, business guys in the United States that are like swindling people out of money all the time and you know, like they're holding the keys to the rooms you can't get into, you know? Yeah. They're, you know, greedy and they might be cheating people out of money, right? Do they deserve to die by getting roasted by a dragon? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. That's up to the dragon. Because I would, I would say that like the goblins stand for the worst of the worst of like you know some big corporate greedy guy that just doesn't care yeah. about the little guy. I don't know. I'm going yeah. into a whole analogy that doesn't. I know even, it's Jeez. not even worth it. But anyway, some whole big company with me. Not to say that I don't. Who deserves to die that death? Probably not these goblins, but uh, I did kind of feel bad for him. 
So. I did too. But then, uh, yeah, they get on. Then they, you know, Hermione's like, just jump on the dragon. So then they get on the dragon. Everybody jumps on the dragon. Dragon breaks for you know through the roof. Boom. Bada bing, bada boom. You're gone. Out. Nailed it. It's a good plan. It's a decent plan. Right out on the dragon. It's dragging a little bit for me, but. Hey, um, yeah, I don't know. It's fine. Uh, it seems like a logical plot point in the book. I remember going, makes sense. Cool. Yeah. And then they get Good out. Good way to get him out of there. Yeah. And they yeah. get out, and now there's just a dragon roaming the countryside. How many dragons are there just running around in the world? That's one part. I don't that, think you know, very many. With I all think the most ma- of them are, are in captive, you know, in captivity. With all the dragons, or with all the magical creatures, that's a big one that I, I think is interesting. And, you know, magical beasts and where to find them, those new movies, maybe let's focus on the magical beasts part of it a little bit more. You know? What's going yeah, on? Yeah, that's true. I want to know, you know, what dragons yeah, look I like in know the what's wild. Going on. That's kind of what I thought those movies were going to be. But then they got all into the Harry Potter, like, Grindelwald and all this stuff. Yeah. And, it's like, okay. and they do get into, like, you cool. know, they have some fun magical beasts and stuff in there. But, I mean. It's not about the magical beasts. It's just about a guy that collects magical beasts that's a part of the whole, you know, circle of things that happened leading up to Harry Potter. Right. Well, and I'm also just kind of curious um you know what it looks like when a dragon just eats some guy and oh god you know, do the wizards come and have to cover that up it just yeah, seems like that's probably. a lot of work and the other when we were talking about the first one um or the deathly hallows part one when hagrid and harry just fly into traffic for that one brief moment yeah how much cleanup what? work is there to do there you know a lot a lot of people saw a giant man flying in a motorcycle and, and people on And I feel like even if them. you're a powerful wizard and all this stuff, you probably wouldn't get everybody. You just wouldn't like be able a, to do it. There was a lot of people on that freeway. Yeah. No. I feel like you're not going to be able to go, you know, obliviate or whatever. You're going to have to call the men in black in to flashy thing them. Yes, you are. It's tough. Uh, but yeah, they get out on the dragon and then Harry's like, we need to go to Hogwarts because there's got to yep. be a Horcrux there, which makes sense so everything moves pretty quick and it's kind of cool it's pretty cool and it's pretty cool and so now so then they apparate to hogsmeade they have that cup right uh-huh they have the cup they've de- what have they destroyed uh dumbledore the, cool. so you got the diary right diary and dumbledore destroyed the ring yep and then they destroyed the locket the locket so that's three yeah. down and so now they're looking tom to- riddle's diary did you already say that? I said that, yeah. And yeah. they're they got to take out this cup, and they're uh-huh. gonna find the lost diadem. And then there's Nagini, Nagini. And then is it just Harry? Yeah. Is that it? As far as Horcruxes go? Well, I guess we'll we'll go over it. Um, yeah. But anyway, uh, there they go. They're going there, and he thinks that they've got to find something, and so they uh, apparate into Hogsmeade, and this is where you meet Aberforth Dumbledore. Um, Yay! A character that... King in the North. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know if he was... No, in... actually, no. King Beyond the Wall. Yeah, he's the King Beyond the Wall. Well, he's technically... Yeah king in the farther north um king in the bigger north yeah but uh i don't know if this character is necessary and i thought that in the book as well i was like seems like we're throwing a lot of stuff in here at the last minute that we don't necessarily necessarily need um but this guy his name is sierran hins and i'm never disappointed to see 
this is actor because he does he's a pretty good job he plays a, always does a great he job he plays julius caesar in hbo's uh the hbo series rome, rome and it's he's very good yep. in that as well uh and he's in a number of other things but uh don't mind seeing him aberforth dumbledore i don't really care about this character whatever it moves it moves it the plot. seems well it seems thrown in and to be honest if you're gonna cut corners maybe cut this i think that in the movies they could have cut all of the questioning Dumbledore stuff. I just don't think it's necessary. You know what I mean? Yeah. In the book, it's fleshed out a little bit more. So you're like, okay, I get the point of this. In the and this movies, is just like, just make him seem like a good guy. In the movies, it's totally tossed in. And I, I just don't yep. think it's necessary. But whatever. Aberforth Dumbledore shows up and he saves him for a little bit. And then uh, Dumbledore's little sister uh, goes and grabs Neville. And boom, there you go. Apparently, Neville's a badass now. So everybody's happy. Oh, yay. He's like, what's <laughs> up, Harry? Yeah. What's up? You like my vans? Vans? That's that's cool. I think so. Sure. I go with Nikes every time. I go with Nikes every time. Yeah, it's, yeah. Every time. Shout out. Yeah. Shout I out actually to name went, brands. I was shoe shopping with mom. She was gonna buy me a new pair of shoes for my birthday. And she was pointing at all these other shoes. Like, don't you like these? I was like, what are you talking about? No, that's a Puma. Yeah. Look, this is the Nike section. This is what we shop from. This is where we're looking. I don't, I don't buy shoes that aren't Nike anymore. That's Me just, neither. I don't do it. No, thank you. Me neither. Um, anyway. Um, besides dress shoes. Yeah, besides. They don't well, make Nike, Nike dress shoes. Maybe Nike does. Does Nike, Nike make dress shoes? They might have a line of dress shoes. I mean, they better. They probably should. Shoe it in. Um, Going to tie that one in right there, you know? Yeah, I know. Uh, Joe Glack, no soul. <laughs> um, okay. Going to get some tread going here. We oh yeah. so yeah, but then they go into Hogwarts and there's like everybody's hanging out in the room of requirement for some reason, just on a random day. Is that the room of requirement or is that the is it? I think so. I thought it was just Gryffindor. Is that the Gryffindor common room? I think so. I think it's just kind of been turned into like a big hammock place. <laughs> <laughs> it's turned in it's turned into like a Hooverville. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it's like Go back to your shanties. What's going on here? <laughs> okay, maybe they're not in the room of requirement. Because that's that's the thing that the room of requirement is really confusing. I don't understand what the purpose of the room of requirement is and how you can access it. Because is the is like Hogwarts playing favorites where it's like, oh well, these kids are doing something good. These kids are better. And they require it, but these guys are bad. So, Hufflepuff's like, well, we're pretty good too. Well, I mean, it's just, you know, it's just like, <laughs> what? Nice. It's like, would, you know, um, would a, somebody that wants to do something terrible and bad, or if they're trying to, you know, in the fifth one, when uh, the Umbridge is trying to find it, right? She requires finding them, right? Why wouldn't she yeah. be able to find it? Why wouldn't she be able to find it? Yeah. It's just probably just a nice room. He's just a nice guy. Yeah. But it seems like people are using it for different purposes at the same time too. Yeah. So anyway, that's where I was confused. I was almost like, is that the room of requirement? Maybe it's just the hog or the Gryffindor. I think common it's room. the Gryffindor common room. But either way. Uh, I mean, whatever it is, they go in there and everybody cheers for Harry. And then he's like, yeah, we got to find something. We don't know what it is. We don't know where it is. And they're like, yeah. great. This sounds like a things are getting bad. Not gonna things are getting bad. They're not going to get better. Um, <laughs> But then Harry, uh, then Luna speaks up and she says, it could be the uh, lost item of Ravenclaw. It could Raven be the diadem. It's like, okay, yeah. cool. All right. Thanks, Luna. Let's go find that. For figuring sure. that out for us. Whatever. 
You know, that's, that's all these Horcruxes definitely do seem kind of just like thrown out there. And you're like, yeah, okay. I, I buy that. Right. And you're like, Oh, was, I could buy that. Some ring. I could bite on that. The ring yeah. from like one of Tom Riddle's ancestors or something. Okay, cool. You know, that sounds right. Yeah. It sounds oh, Hufflepuff's cup. Oh, okay. Whatever. Cool. <laughs> you know, it sounds Whatever. good. <laughs> this one's like the lost diadem. Let's go okay. look for that. Whatever. Okay. Maybe that's it. Yeah. I and mean, then, it does, it does make sense though. Cause I do like how Voldemort, has chosen like specific places to hide it. You know, it's like he puts one in, yeah, in you know places of that are familiar to him, or they have like uh, magical superiority over other places, and so it makes sense that he would hide one in Hogwarts. So I mean, yeah, this one's good, but anyway, I mean, they all just kind of are tacked on, right? You're like, okay, cool, but okay, I can, I can get on board with that. Sounds good. And uh, then who does he go ask to get that thing? Moaning Myrtle. <laughs> Just kidding. It's the it's the other the the, the other daughter girl. of Rowena yeah, Ravenclaw. The daughter of Rowena Ravenclaw, and she's mad at the her girl mom. from Boardwalk Empire. Exactly. It is. No yeah. no Irish accent in this one. No Irish accent. Yeah. yeah. She's good. She's it's cool. She's thing. fine. Yeah. I almost thought that the fact that it was her was a bit distracting. I was like, this yeah. seems like a big actor for this part, even though she's See, not this a is, huge actor. But we kind of see we skipped over some stuff because oh, no, before that happens. You got the whole, I really like this scene. I like the setup of like these weird little twins or whatever, or the brother and sister. The that Karos. Are like, the Karos that are punishing people. They're super cool. And then, you know, they're standing up there. Then Snape comes up and he gives that whole speech about like, whoever's harboring Harry, step forward and you won't be punished. Mm-hmm. You won't be punished. And then I like when Harry steps out. It's awesome. It is pretty awesome. How dare you stay when he's done? How dare you stay? Professor Dumbledore. You think I understand? That's Professor Dumbledore's spot. No, it is cool. I love the duel between him and McGonagall, too. Yeah. I was like almost saying yesterday, like, favorite scene. I loved that duel. It's good. There's a lot of emotion in it. Well, the way that Snape, like, whips away. Awesome. Pretty cool. Scared. Man. That's really yeah. cool. I love that part. <laughs> McGonagall, too. Yeah. Great. She's just she's awesome. She's just there, man. <laughs> she's just been there. All movies. She's always there. Um, the uh yeah, that's a cool scene though. And I like how they let all of the order in, and you're like, oh boy, this just got elevated to a whole yep. new thing. And I think that this is, in it from a storytelling point of view, the correct decision to make. You're going to have the last stand happen, have it at Hogwarts because yep. nothing else in the Wizarding World works as well as Hogwarts does. So, like, the fact that this movie takes place within the walls of Hogwarts is just great. Um, yep. It's got kind of a, uh, I don't know. It's It's interesting that the Order is suddenly just, like, cool with all these kids fighting Death Eaters and stuff like that. Yeah. I feel like their parents would be like, why didn't you evacuate my children? Yeah, <laughs> evacuate all the kids. Why didn't you well, send... In the in the book, don't they put a, like, a lot of the kids down in the like the dungeons or something like that? Or just like down... You know, I think that like they also actually sent like anybody that wasn't a sixth or seventh year out or something like out. that. That yeah. might have actually happened, so... Good point. Good. Nice. Uh, but... And then, the, and then McGonagall sends the Slytherins to the dungeon... 
Yeah, because Pansy stuff. Parkinson is the the girl that's just yeah. like, there he is. Get him. Grab him. He's right there. Oh, because that's that's the other thing is that Voldemort comes on the loudspeaker and is like, uh, uh, excuse me, everybody. I'd like to make a quick announcement. Uh, hi. <laughs> I'm here to kill Harry Potter. So just if you could send him forth, you that'd be great. probably know. I'm looking for a guy. Um, uh, hi, I'm going to kill all of you unless you send up Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, attention. Uh, yeah, hi there. There's also a sale on wizard robes. Now, also, yeah, clean up. We got a clean up over uh, by the cantaloupe. We got a pool of blood over there in the third <laughs> corridor. <laughs> um, but he's got his whole army with him. He's got a lot of guys now. Because we were making that joke previous. Like he has like five guys. Yeah, it's like he has like seven followers or 13 followers. He's got a lot now. He's got like thousands now. There's a lot of. How many people beasts. do you think Voldemort has? I don't know. It seems like a ton. It's at least could, I could. It's a couple hundred for sure. Over five, maybe. I don't know. Maybe a lot of them go down on that bridge, though. That was that would have been a good moment for uh, under the bridge. Red hot chili peppers could have been good. Is that the same song? No. Am I singing under the bridge? No. Nope. I don't know my chilies. <laughs> <laughs> You got to pepper it in every once in a while. Um, uh, Anthony Kiedis is easy. He's just like Kermit the Frog or Ray Romano. Hello, 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 Anthony Kiedis. Fun stuff. So, but yeah, but what happens then? Because well, Harry goes ta- and looks then, for the diadem. Then right? he's talking for. He's talking I'm trying to, to remember lady, like where the battle because everybody starts like McGonagall for sets the big thing. Yeah, the huge thing, and then Voldemort's like, Nah, you well, know, you like know. The here's charging. the thing. There's okay. This is one scene that I did want to point out because McGonagall goes out there, and you know, she's essentially like the the general on the lines, like giving out battle orders and setting up for the defense and all that sort of stuff. There's a scene where she's out in front of Hogwarts and she's telling everybody what to do. And Molly Weasley is just standing directly behind her during the entire thing. And it's just like, why are we giving Molly Weasley so much screen time? And I understand at the ending that she has that cute little scene where she kills Bellatrix. But man, no offense to the actress that plays Molly Weasley, but she just she throws it off. Don't you think? Doesn't she feel no. she feels you like think of weird stuff. She feels like the lady at the end. It's like Will Smith's uh, now wife, right? In Independence Day, when she's standing behind the president and his daughter. Oh, yeah, I do. Remember she's just that. like there and she's like not doing <laughs> anything. I don't know. It just seems weird. And I I don't know. That's just me. But anyway, Molly Weasley, whatever. She's fine. I think she's a I sweet. It's fine. She's a sweet. It's OK. She's nice. No, it's. I want you to agree with me on that. <laughs> I don't. I, I didn't see it. It's not that I don't agree with you. It's just that I don't you care. You gonna start making fun of Flitwick too? You got a problem? Maybe. Which one's Flitwick? <laughs> is he the other? Um, the tiny. Is he the other, other Warwick Davis character? Now Warwick Davis doesn't play Flitwick. No, he does. Does he really? Yeah, he's both. Wow, he's both Grip Hook. He's and, killing it, and man. Flitwick. Yeah, and then the the Professor Sprout. That lady just shows up. I haven't seen her since. I don't remember her since the second book. I haven't seen her since the seventies. Yeah, <laughs> I haven't seen her since the second movie. And then she's just suddenly like fighting Third in one scene. Movie. Is she? I, I mean, I no, maybe second. No, it's second movie. Mandrake's the second movie. That's the only one that I remember her from is the Mandrake yeah. part. But she honestly shows up for a small part yeah. in this, and she's they just bring in the back background. everybody, man. Like, huh? Yeah, Trelawney's yeah. in there. They got Slugworth, Slughorn. Yeah. 
couple times in there. They got a bunch of people. Quirrell's in there for a minute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Quirrell <laughs> reforms out of the ash and shows up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the big bad guy. Like, oh the real gosh. bad guy. Um, but they, uh, does the battle start there? Because it starts pretty quick. It's pretty cool when it shows like all the Death Eaters like launch their little spell out again. They're like, yeah. what are we doing? Is this like a. Is this, is this so what do we do? Expelliarmus? <laughs> are we doing the. <laughs> is this like an Stupefy? I just don't know if mine can reach that it's like far. like Lumos and Stupefy, isn't it? Yeah. Should I do it There's if I don't so think many mine of them. can go that far? <laughs> There's so many of them that just launch like 13 feet and just like. How do you get it to go up? that far? <laughs> So many ill-equipped wizards. That's so the thing. Do I have to like do something in my mind? But again, I just don't understand how Voldemort has so many followers. Like, it just doesn't make sense to me how many people are going along with well, this. Well, I don't know. I don't. How does Kendall Jenner have so many followers? <laughs> I, I don't know. It just happens. It's not like Kendall Jenner is like <laughs> trying to commit genocide or something. I know. <laughs> It's like Twitter. You just don't, you know. I just, I mean, whatever. You catch fire. Yeah. That's what, but that's what Voldemort was on. Voldemort's been tweeting and he's like, hey. He has some funny jokes too, though. He's like, oh, things are getting hairy tonight. People are like, retweet. What could he be doing back at this time to get popular, though? Like, there is no social media. Standing with a megaphone. He's like on the... (laughs) (laughs) We have to take down... (laughs) the. (laughs) There's no time but now. (laughs) We are the superior race. We are wizards. We are, we are proud. It's good. It's good. I uh, had enough of mud blood. Had enough. <laughs> and the muggle struggle. And the muggle struggle. <laughs> like, okay. Some girl walking up's like, yeah. I hate muggles too. And the muggle struggle. <laughs> It just, yeah, it, I don't know. His agenda just seems silly to me. And like the fact that it catches, it doesn't seem silly. Like I understand like what he's trying to do. And I think it's a completely like reasonable, um, agenda for a bad guy. I just think that it's not realistic to think that he got so many followers in such a small amount of time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I mean, I I don't know how many followers he had before he went away let me so put it this way kind of lurked out of the shadows i don't think i i don't think that the amount of people that he has following him is unrealistic but it is unrealistic in proportion to the people that we see fighting against him you know what i mean yeah because it's yeah. like why did like why aren't there like hundreds of wizards in the order of the phoenix like why aren't there like hundreds of wizards like why don't we see any sort of like active resistance to this sort of stuff you know what i mean yeah it just seems yeah. like everybody's kind of like well, I don't know. there's like eight characters trying to fight against him and they're like i know we have a radio show it broadcasts to like 25 people <laughs> you know yeah it just i don't know it's it's interesting, i know but that's whatever we'll move on that's neither here nor there that is neither here nor there but um so that's about the point. Neville's down on the bridge, right? And you see a couple of dudes run into that big barrier that McGonagall sets up. And they just die. They just get They're toasted. Gone. They're done. I mean, that's pretty rough. Ain't no love. Bye, bye, bye. Bye, bye, bye. Um, you would think that it would kind of be more like a bubble shield um, or, you know, like kind of what the... Uh, with the the gu- Gungans. Exactly. You knew I was going there. <laughs> <laughs> the Gungans of Naboo set up their... Wow. 
Yeah. Misa no have a boomer. Misa no have a boomer. They set up the boomer. Jar Jar, give me that boomer. Uh, Misa no have, no have a boomer, boomer dude. But it seems like Come something on. that you would set up. You know, something that you know they would just run into, not that like disintegrates you. Yeah, they would have gotten like a broken face. Yeah, like that. You know, I mean, but I'm good for them. It was cool. You know, I was like, yeah, you guys committed to making that. Yeah, like, it's pretty cool. Pretty rough death to go so through. Then they stop. How do you stop an army of like a thousand people though running? That guy just kind of like puts his arms back and everybody stops. But I mean, they were all running full force. <laughs> Everybody's like, uh, no, we got way too much momentum if here. The back just pushed everybody. <laughs> it's just stopping like, everybody's at least like the first immediate. 10 rows is just so many sprained ankles just there. <laughs> God, dude. <laughs> Why'd you make us run? No, to I begin can't fight. With? Oh God, it's already starting to swell. Didn't anybody see this coming? Like, didn't anybody oh, see the shield no. and realize that we were going to die if we ran into it? Um, they, uh, gosh, I had a date tomorrow. That's like an Ugh. interesting part of a lot of movies. There's a lot of those yeah. shields. They get used in a variety of big movies that, I've seen. Now that I think about it, Avengers: Infinity War, Phantom Menace. Obviously, Can you name one more? I know that's I. I hate it because now I can't. It's a lot of movies. A ton of them ton too of that movies. I know of. <laughs> Shoot, Halo. <laughs> <laughs> I've used my fair share of bubble shield in Halo. Yes, you have. I remember that play you had one time, David. Somebody was jumping at him with a rocket with launcher. a rocket launcher, and he freaking right when this guy was about to shoot, he deploys the bubble shield, blocks it, and then kills the guy. Right? He entered my bubble and shield, then, then I beat him down. Then you beat him down. Oh, no, man, no, 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 cool. no, no, no! I didn't beat him down. I shot my rocket and then jumped to the other side of the bubble shield, so he was contained within the bubble shield, and everything oh. exploded inside. Dang! It was cool, man. I had a screen. I had a screenshot of that for a long time. I had so many good screenshots that Dude, I don't even know where that Halo Xbox sometime. 360. Yeah, we should. Because I had a lot of really good screenshots on on that old Xbox 360. I was the sticky guy. Danny was. He threw those. He would lob those sticky grenades and just snag them. Bink. I could bounce frags off of walls and. Yeah, you were good. You were good with the frags. Anyway, I'm sure, this is incredibly interesting. Um, yeah. I really wish that I could think of another movie that has a, a shield like that, though. But you can't, can you? No, I can't, uh, but I will. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Furiously searching. Um, but I will. But I will. Uh, Harry gets the diadem. Um, no, no, no. You got Draco. You got Draco coming in, chasing him. Harry App- is in the room. Draco apparates into Hogwarts. He may have been in, I don't know. It's not possible. That okay. It doesn't make sense. It's imp- it makes for a cool effect. It's cool, I liked it. but it doesn't make any sense. And that's I fine. liked it. We'll move on. They're running. It's like a just like an empty kind of hallway. Kids running, and then all of a sudden, whoosh, Draco's there, and you're like, "Ooh, let's go! Yeah, 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 yeah!" He just loves Draco. He's a big. Let's fan. go, Draco! But he Draco talks to uh, Malfoy. He's the boy with the with the toys, and his name is Roy. Oh my and gosh. what? Okay, God, that sucks. Great job, dude. Fun. <laughs> okay let's move on because there's actually a lot on. of movie left um he talks to rowena ravenclaw or rowena ravenclaw's daughter relena finds out where it is and yeah. also ron and hermione go to the chamber of secrets and smooch smooch time. they do the smooch it's a cool scene i like that they scene destroy a lot. the it's cup very cute yeah destroy they the grab cup. the basilisk fang smart move emma watson really isn't in to rupert grant that much 
Yeah. It seems like seems well, like she has zero interest. I don't know if it seems like that. I think it's maybe just something that I think. I don't know. It doesn't watching it, it doesn't seem like any of uh, I don't know. She actually does have Doesn't it. seem like they have too much chemistry. Same with Harry and Ginny. When you see him kind of kiss, you're like, I just don't believe this. Yeah. 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 But I mean, it's fine. Hermione does have a couple moments where she like looks longingly after Ron. So it it's believable. It's to good. a certain extent. Yeah. They, um, they do some good stuff. But let's get, so there's that scene where they go into the room of requirement and yep. they go to snag the diadem. Right. And Harry finds it. And then Ron and Hermione show up and then yep. Draco and crab or and then some other guy show up. And that's, that's a fun scene. You know, you got the, uh, what does he throw up there? Like pixie fire or something like that? Some sort of fire that yeah. is just like ridiculous and crazy. Yep. He can't even let it out with his wand. He's like, oh no. Yeah. I mean, he's the first to go. Oh he man. Dies. I love that though. Because in the, in the book, he falls behind and then Draco's like, what about crab? And uh, Ron goes, he's dead. And just like keeps flying and you're like, ooh, yeah. it was like a dark part of the book. But yeah. uh, in this one, he falls and like actually is consumed by fire and you see it. And that was, that was also very cool. Satisfying. I was like, nice. All right. It's good to see them commit. And you know, I don't want to see people die, but at the same time, I think you do. in a movie like this, it's nice to see people die because you're like, yeah, the stakes are pretty high right now. Um, yeah. So uh, I like that scene, but then they kill the, uh, then they destroy the diadem right there as well. Yep. And they throw yep. it back in there and you see like three Voldemort faces, Voldemort heads coming at him. It's a cool scene. I think it's a it very cool, cool scene. scene. I like it a lot. Yep. Closes, door closes. And then, then you have, and then like, that's kind the, of where the battle, like the battle's already wait, raging on. So we didn't really talk about yeah. that, that much right there. Um, and there's some good stuff in this. There's a lot of, uh, Peronium and Cantatum or whatever. Um, there's a lot of that going on, which is, what's it called when the wands connect oh um i don't know i think it's like peronium incantatum or something well dumbledore says no so priori incantatum i think is what it's called is when the wands connect but it's more referring to uh when the wand touches the other edge and it displays all the previous spells that the person had done and so like with most people's wands it would have shown you know like whatever you know stupefies or like you know but with voldemort, it showed, with voldemort it shows back. all the people he's killed take um, my body back to my father yeah you would think that there'd be like a ton more spells though it's like what he's only like <laughs> he's performed four spells in the last like year and he all of them he had just, just performed crucio on harry before that right. too. yeah goblet of fire but um and, and anyway uh i don't know exactly what it, what is that the dual cores connecting i don't know what the yeah. word would be maybe it is just priori and contardum whatever um there's a lot of that going on which kind of every time i see it i'm like mm-hmm. i hate it but it ruins yeah, parts it, of this movie for me it I shows like uh, mr weasley doing that yep. and stuff and but i do like a lot of the dueling stuff there's some good stuff no yeah some there's there's some firefight action just like yeah, yeah, yeah. and you got the death eaters like you know flying in and like well, yeah you know going you got harry just like stupefy one of them out of the air and he's like yeah you know flies away it's some good there's stuff. some cool stuff yeah no well doubt done. very very fun and you also get the scene where all yep. those guys are chasing neville down and neville blows the bridge i thought that was pretty cool very like he kills like a thousand people i mean yeah. neville's the true hero this whole thing neville is man he's he's great in this movie very he uh is. i couldn't I, I was thinking about saving private ryan during that scene i don't know why 
Last man across the bridge blows it. It's just what I... Yeah, there you have it. But yeah, uh, yeah Neville, Neville takes him out, and you get to see that stupid Death Eater <laughs> die. It's so Yeah, that rewarding. guy died. That's why you like that scene so much. Yeah, I hope he yeah, didn't he die, die on guy. Impact. I hope that he laid there for a while. No, uh, I think he probably would have died on Impact. That's a far fall. Little, little dark. Little dark there. That guy's the worst, though. Um, they just show that guy, the cut scene at the very end after the credits. He's all... He's like... <laughs> Jeez. Just right. kidding. Jeez. And then it says for David. Dot dot dot. There you go. Because that was my least favorite character out of all eight movies. Wow. Okay. Not even kidding. I hate that guy. I don't know who mine would be, but I'll think about it. Anyway. Cool. The any other stuff with the battle that you want to mention here? No, because just pretty, that I like it a lot. Yeah. I like it a lot. I think it's well done. Yeah. Because interspersed throughout most of this, you have Harry um, clearly having a like tangible connection to Voldemort, right? With like, Voldemort. He can, like, Every time a horror really, is destroyed, he's like... Ugh. Yeah, and Voldemort, Voldemort can feel it. You crying? <laughs> no, I was trying With to avoid... Voldemort? I was trying to avoid burping. <laughs> um, <laughs> Um, the, uh, but he can like feel every time that he, uh, Horcrux is destroyed. And so yep. you have that connection going on. And after they destroy the diadem, he's like, it's Nagini. I've been into, I've been into Voldemort's yep. mind and it's definitely Nagini. So we have to kill the snake. And so I they pretty much go, yeah, he knows where he is. They're going on a mission. And that's when you run through the courtyard and you see like the big moment of the battle where you have yeah. like, you know, this giant spiders troll and, and like trolls and just like, yeah. it's cool. I mean, it's pretty I wild. I like that scene a lot. You know? And there's a lot of it where you're like, I don't understand like how this, I don't know. It'd be cool to get like a little bit more in depth. Cause, and that's, you know, that's what you want. It's just what a, everybody It's wants. just a movie. Right. You know, but when you look at this battle that's just like raging on and you see like spiders and people just like casting spells all over and you're just like, gosh, how long is this going on for? I mean, I feel like probably a long time, you know, Yeah, it's pretty wild. Uh, Oh, and same and then, with like Fred dying and stuff. Yeah. And like, is that the, no, I, that I, hasn't happened quite yet. No, that, that hasn't happened yeah. yet, but it's just all that stuff you want to. Yeah. You, you do. I do want to see, is it Fred that dies? I think it's Fred. Yeah. Yeah. I think I remember them I've saying read these something books so many the times. And I still it's so hard remember. to it's so hard to remember which one it is, which one it is. Um, but I think and that also George gets hit with the spell at the beginning of the book. Right. Um, when they're moving Harry and George, you know, George is like, you OK, you OK, Freddie or something like that. Or no, Fred's like, you OK, Georgie. George is like, yeah, I'm OK. Fred's like, yeah, I'm good, too. He kind of seems like super confident. Oh, yeah, know? that's a sweet little moment there. Gosh. It is. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, and I, I don't like the loop and tonks thing where their hands can't connect. You're like, well, why don't you just scoot over a little bit? <laughs> yeah. That was kind of weird. They're reaching for each other. Yeah. Like, oh, I can't get you. And well, you kind of standing right next to each other. You kind of wish you could have seen them go too. Uh, do they make yeah. mention of the fact that they had a kid? Oh yeah, they do. They do in that they last do. book. They do. They never show the baby or anything like that. They don't that. show the baby, but Lupin says it right before Harry, when Harry's in the forest. Right. He's like. Yeah. He'll know what his parents died for or something right, like that. Yeah. Well, I know that, but like previous to that line, I was curious if they ever made mention of the fact that they were. They referenced Tonks is like at the beginning yeah, of part like, one members. She's like, oh yeah, Lupin have, a, have something to announce ourselves. And she kind of rubs her belly. Is that but it? Then that's it. That's it? That's it. Yeah. 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 In the book, you see the baby, which is cute. It's Teddy Tonks. 
I, I mean, I can talk about that in a little bit. Um, but, oh, and then you saw like the, the, um, Dementors are coming yeah, yeah, screaming yeah. at the, uh, courtyard there and Aberforth yeah. lets out a, a dope, boom, a dope Patronus and dope Patronus. As that you was such know, a dope Patronus dog. Patronus is my favorite spell. <laughs> oh yeah. Yo, Abby, that was dope dog. Expecto Patronum, baby. Woo! Expecto Patronum, baby. Love that. Check that out. <laughs> I love Expecto Patronum. It's so Get those tight. Get out of here. What would your Patronus be? Mine Did we already do be... this joke? We already did this bit, I think. I don't even remember what you I answered. I don't know if we did. Maybe not. Mine would be a monkey. You think? I don't know, actually. Mine would probably be, like, something messed up. <laughs> Mine would be... Like a little, like... Mine would be Harmony. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's our parents. Little Pomeranian. Our parents Pomeranian. <laughs> Mine would be Lucky, our little bird, oh, little cockatiel. That's a good one. Oh, that's nice, Danny. Wow. Thanks for bringing that up, Dave. Yeah, sorry. Mine would Tough be memory. you. <laughs> <laughs> Mine's just you. You're like, what? I'm here. Cool. I'm in Patronus now. Oh. Um, oh. But then they get they then they get down there, and it's kind of the whole revelation of Snape's story. Snape. And this, this is, is the beginning of the good woo, stuff. Man, I will what? say that as soon as they leave. To go do this chore. That. Like, pretty much as soon as Aberforth hits Expecto Patronum, this movie jumps up to being... The play button starts. The best. Like, this is... I know I've said this a couple times, but this is probably about as good as it gets. Because this this whole section is fantastic. Oh, my god, It's so good. So emotional. Yeah. So emotional, man. It is, man. It's really good. And Snape dying in such a gruesome way. You're just like, oh, gosh. Yeah. So they go down there, though, and they witness because Snape is talking to Voldemort, Voldy. and he's like, you know, you've performed amazing magic with the wand, you know? It's doing what you need it to do. And Voldemort's like, I'm amazing, and the magic that I perform is amazing, but it's not because of the wand. It's yeah. not doing what it's supposed to. And then he, you know, he's because like, it's because you disarmed him. <laughs> well, it's because he says, because he, Snape is the true uh, owner of the wand. Owner of the Elder and one, because he killed Dumbledore. And the difference is, is that Dumbledore and Harry understand that you need to disarm the opponent. Voldemort yep. is under the understanding that you need to kill the person. Yep. Mm-mm. Not correct. Not how it works, Voldy. Sorry, you blew it. You think you're so smart, dude. So, he kills Snape. And, you know, I thought this was interesting, um, and it's really convenient for the plot, but you would think that Voldemort would, like, like, Snape is his loyal servant right uh-huh. and to this point voldemort does not think that snape betrayed him in any way like he he trusts him but yet he kills him in a pretty rough brutal way don't you think that yeah. he would have the kindness to be like about a cadaver and just kill him off no i don't know i, I mean he's just a jerk i, I just yeah i mean it, it doesn't you would you would think that yeah, yeah. but he's just like Screw it. Yeah, I'm gonna freaking slit yeah, your throat and then have my throat and then snake like have my snake bite you a bunch but not eat you. Yeah, it just that was yeah, that was pretty rough. And then he leaves. Gruesome. And Snape is able to I love how there's no music during that too. There's like no music for a second and it's just like yeah. against the wall or against the window panes. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. dude. Sorry, Snapey. Yeah. And then Snape squeezes out a few tears and uh Oopsie. Harry. Alan Rickman has a beautiful last moment. You have yeah. your mother's eyes. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, when we were talking about Alan Rickman phoning it in a little bit for previous movies, because I mean, not in this one. No, he's doing really good in this one. He's he's quite yeah. good. Um, and you know, I think that that's one of those things with these movies that it's just like a lot of actors had to give up a lot of their time and they probably sacrificed other projects to be in these movies. And for me, I don't think it's, I don't think it was necessarily worth it in a lot of ways. Um, I would have loved to have seen what Alan Rickman might've done had he not been in Harry Potter, but, uh, man, this scene right here is, it does make it somewhat worth it. So, but yeah, that's when Snape dies. They got the tears and then they go back to the great hall and essentially the battle has kind of died out, right? At that yeah, point, yeah. Voldemort has gotten all of his people. Re- well, re- he makes a second announcement. Uh, <laughs> uh, excuse me, hey, everybody. <laughs> so I'm going to talk directly to Harry now because it doesn't seem like you're getting it. <laughs> Why don't you clean up uh, your dad and I'm going to make an announcement straight to Harry. Yeah, we're going to bring out the mop crew, uh, get all that cleaned up. Harry, can you just come see me in the forest, please? <laughs> Which is good though. He's like, Harry you know, to the office place. And this is, <laughs> and this is a good, I'll talk about it in a second, but I like that, you know, he says, Harry, you have had so many people that have died for you already. Come and face me by yourself. You know, there's no need in having other people keep getting killed to hide you. Yep. And, and from everybody's standpoint that doesn't even know about these horcruxes, I bet they're like, well, he's got a point, <laughs> you know, maybe what is the point of all of us? You know, but at the same time, it's like, do we just give in and let Harry, you know, let this just kid let go, go let die, Harry die because he's just, is the poor bastard that was <laughs> the boy who lived. You know what I mean? It's yeah, just chosen kind of, one. Yeah. It's an interesting one. Um, but then they go in the great hall and they see the dead, a lot of dead. Oh, you got a uh, Pavardi and, or whatever. Uh, yeah. What's whatever. Padma. Is it Parvati Patil? Patel. Patil. Yeah, Patil. Yeah. She's dead. Yeah, she's dead. That was rough. You, I forgot about that You see the scene that, that Greyback, he got gray, yeah. Oh, Greyback, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. He's <laughs> munching on, munching on what's her name. Look at me. I mean the crap out of this girl. Yeah. <laughs> what's her name? The, the chick that Ron dates? Isn't it Parvati? No, the one that Ron dates in the sixth one. It's Parvati. Oh, it is? I thought her name was something else. Like... No, Pravati is the one that he takes to the dance and like, or whatever that Harry takes to the dance. It's like the little funny girl, the my one one. No, I know is who you're Pravati? talking about. I just think that they kind of switch things up and they didn't really stay consistent. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, she had a different name. You're saying it in the six podcast. I forget it though. Hold on. Um, I'll find it. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> this is good. Keep talking. <laughs> Oh, no, you're right. It's Lavender Brown. I don't know why I was Lavender Brown. that. Yeah. 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 Lavender. Yeah. I keep just munching on her neck. He's just eating her. Gosh. That's exactly what you'd expect Fenrir to be doing. No, yeah, totally. It's like an entire battle is going on. What do you think Fenrir is And he's cornered like a poor 17-year-old girl and just eating her. And she's just like, oh, my gosh. Are you kidding me? (laughs) I got the werewolf guy. I couldn't have just gotten hit with a vata kedavra here. (laughs) Hit me or somebody. Can I face somebody try to do a stupefy? No, I get the freaking serial murderer that eats people. Does that hit kill him? I don't know. I doubt it, yeah. but he gets 
thrown out of there. Yeah, hopefully he's dead after that. And they just leave the body. He'll probably come back. Oh yeah. He's gonna mosey on back. Yeah. Come on back. He'll be he'll be back. Nobody collected her body. Everybody a little bit later, he's just kind of walking through the castle like, ooh. <laughs> Leftovers. For us. <laughs> um uh, but yeah, then they see all the dead, yeah. and uh, uh, it's heartbreaking. Ron does a good job acting there. Oh man, he's yeah. crying. Th- that part gets me every time, and it's just uh-huh. you know, it's horrifying. It's very sad. It's terrible. They're one of those characters. You know, Fred. Fred is one of those characters that you just you don't expect to die. You know what I mean? No, like I you did wouldn't not, expect one of the Weasley twins to die. I did not see that coming. So that was, and I think that that was the correct choice to make you know what i mean i think that they it's, the, it's like the hardest choice to make you know it's the one thing that it's like the last thing that you want to happen same with like lupin you know like sirius already died yeah like, you could have killed you could have killed anybody else lupin and tonks and is like man that sucks you killed know? both of them dang but yeah fred is like wow that is Oof. you really picked somebody that was horrible that's tough that's a tough one. But at that point, yeah. then Harry's like, well, uh, Pensieve, looks baby. like I better go check out what's in well, these Well, I'm going to pop out for a little bit. Check out these tears. I'll be right back. And then you get the whole Snape revelation that he was good friends oh. with Lily Potter. And um, he had like a crush on her. It was always Lily. It was always oh. Lily. And you see him bargaining for her life with Dumbledore and Dumbledore's like, yeah. what will you give me in exchange? And he's going to protect her and stuff like that. And then, and then they die after and she Dumbledore's dies like, and he still agrees to protect Harry. I mean, man, that, I, I, that is the best. You can't tell me after all this time, you have feelings for the boy or you care for the boy. Whips out his wand and a doe runs out of it. And oh stuff. my gosh. So after all this time. Always. It's great, man. Always. It's really oh. good. It's really good. It's really, really good. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. So I'm man. I'm a fan of that scene, man. I'm a big fan oh of that. Oh my gosh. Um biggest fan. You know, I think that the downfall of Snape Snape is just a great character. Um He's the he's yeah, he's, he's the best character. Yeah, he's really it's really good. He has he has like the best story throughout all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um I and uh I gotta say but the, the the thing to take away from that, though, right? Like the, the other big plot point that is revealed is that Dumbledore has been like grooming a pig for slaughter, right? Like Harry yeah. is a Horcrux. Uh, Voldemort inadvertently put a Horcrux into Harry, and he has to die at the appropriate moment. So the when, boy has to die. <laughs> yeah, the boy has to die, no matter what. And Harry realized that no matter what, he has to die. It doesn't matter. Like, nothing matters. If Voldemort's going to be stopped, he has to be dead. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that, you know. Which is just outrageous. Nagini is still out there, but he's like, either way, this is. Maybe they can get Nagini. If somebody can get Nagini after I die, then they can kill him. He puts it into the hands of Ron and Hermione, right? They know what Uh they have to do. They can do it without me because I am still a threat to this. So I have to die. And it's, you know, it's a very. Very freaking brave moment. I mean, I it's amazing. I love Harry's realization of what he has to do. I think it's it's just awesome, man. And you know, this is um something that a lot of people dog on on Harry because they say that Harry isn't that like talented or that Harry's kind of an idiot in parts of the books and parts of the movies. And I think that throughout the books and the movies, Harry is always like 
just such a good person and yeah. he accepts what needs to be done. Right. And I think that that's the strongest bravery That's the strongest trait of Harry Potter is that yeah. he understands what needs to be done. And at the end of the day, he like he faces death so many times just thinking yep. that he's going to die in these books. And this is just matter. yet again, Harry's like this time he's like, I know that I'm going to die. It's, it's not the that there's same a possibility that he does in Goblet of Fire. Yeah, almost. exactly. He's going to go face Voldemort and this time he's not going to try to defend himself. Yep. It's great, man. It's really good. It's really good. Um, and he also uh, sees Ron and Hermione on the steps down there. Oh. And I cried. I legitimately started I I crying, was crying at this bit. point, too, a little bit. Yeah. And because it's, you know, when Hermione just like hugs him and is just crying. Like, the last hug ever. Yeah. Because they know, right? And Ron, Ron's standing there. It's just like, they show Ron's face and he's just like, Oh man, you know, it's yeah. just his best friend. Yeah. He just lost his brother. Now he's losing his best friend. It's just like, oh my gosh. Day takes a heavy toll. <laughs> that takes a heavy toll. <laughs> Troll. Oh, Infinity War reference there. Um, oh, okay. Um, but yeah, then then he does the long walk. And I, I just uh, wanted to mention just the line that he says, there's a reason for the connection between us and Hermione, like, knows. You know, she's already yeah. surmised what the connection is. And also something else, this... And I've made fun of this a lot too. And I don't think I'm not defending the end of the first book because I still do think it's stupid that like his mother's love defeated Quirrell. I always thought that that was stupid, but the fact that it wasn't the mother's love necessarily that like completely saved Harry. It's because Voldemort had already been going down this Horcrux road that when the mother's love hit Voldemort, when he tried to kill Harry, turned him into a Horcrux. And that's why Harry survived. That makes a lot more sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. Than just like yeah. a simple like sac- self-sacrifice thing. It was love. Because it's like, why wouldn't yeah. everybody be saved then? I'm sure yeah. tons of people sacrifice each other. It's like, well, not yeah. everybody's getting killed by somebody that's like broken their soul into multiple pieces and, yeah. you know, creating Horcruxes all over. So it makes sense that he would inadvertently create another Horcrux. Yeah. Um, anyway, that's my small bit. But then he goes out into the forest. Long walk. Long. Gets out the snitch. Green mile. I open at the close. Green Mile gets the resurrection stone, and then he has the whole talk with it's a beautiful talk with his mom, dad, Sirius, Lupin. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's good. And then Cedric's there too. He's like, take my body back. He's like, I know, <laughs> I, man. I, I did. <laughs> I did. I did. <laughs> take my body Sorry. back to my father. He's all, I didn't really know you very well, man. <laughs> I said, hey, I mean, we, yeah, we met that one time. Frank Price is there, dude. <laughs> what is you uh, going back to kids. see that old man? <laughs> What are those kids doing down there? He's like, yeah, Frank. This gosh. guy again, too. But Phil the bag shot. He's like, this It's getting too complicated here. Yoda. <laughs> <laughs> no, there is another. Nerding you are, Harry. There is another. You're like, Neville? <laughs> Sky. There is another long bottle. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, man. When freaking, instead of the music that happens... If it would have just played the force theme, uh, when Neville pulls the sword of Gryffindor out of the hat. Oh man! Uh, anyway, somebody so should recut that. That'd be somebody sick. should do that. Um, also, anybody, Harry drops have, the anybody out there that's talented with that, you have permission to do that and send it to us. Please. Yeah, that would be sweet. Uh, he drops yeah. the resurrection stone in the dirt too. Kind of an interesting yep. thing there. Interesting. And they never address it again, so it's just laying there. Somebody's uh, nobody will find probably that ever or... find it. I guess I don't know. Um, it's also not that useful anyway. Like the resurrection stone kind of sucks. Bilbo found the ring. 
Yeah, no, I mean, no kidding. Yeah, but, people can find anything. But I guess you wouldn't really have to worry about it. It's like, oh, they're going to talk to ghosts. No. Wow. Mm, go. Uh, but then he goes in, and Voldemort kills him. And Bellatrix. Mm-hmm. Always sticking her tongue out and stuff. Yeah. But yeah, the boy who lived. I love it. Because Harry die. just stands there and just, it's like, just boom, just, flash of white, cut scene. He's in a train station. <laughs> Dope train station scene. This is the pitch. Yeah, and then you got the little baby. Yeah, dead. Squirmy, dead, greasy, Voldemort. bloody baby Voldemort. But it's, it's sweet because it's like he's baby Voldemort. <laughs> um, he's, it's you know, because that little, that little, po- <laughs> no, Sorry, stop. <laughs> stop it. Stop it right now. Um, that little thing is there to die. That thing, that part of Voldemort is in the train station to go to death. Yeah. And then you get a really good talk. I like this because it's exactly how it was in the book. It really is. It's just like. No, that's why everything up until now is like pretty much how it goes in the on. book. And yeah. the like, you know, regardless of what you think about a lot of the stuff that takes place in the seventh book, whether it's thrown together or not, blah, blah. All of this is really good. You know, like yep. the way that, you know, like Snape's whole story is really good and Dumbledore like setting all this up and Harry being a Horcrux. This is all fantastic, you know, and the yep. fact that Dumbledore like gambled the fact that like everybody else would see this as him, you know, pretty much raising Harry up to be sacrificed at the right moment. But Dumbledore, you know, he didn't know, but he was thinking that if Voldemort himself killed harry it wouldn't actually kill harry it would just kill would kill the, the part of voldemort yeah and i think that that's great and also something that plays into it and i don't know if this is what dumbledore was thinking as well is that harry is the true owner of the elder wand so perhaps that yeah. plays a role in the fact that the um that the horcrux was only destroyed and not harry so uh, i'm not sure yeah. which which of the two is the deciding factor but either way either both of them together way, helped. It works. So, yeah. And I love the conversation between uh, Harry and Dumbledore here. It's fantastic. Yeah. And that's why I, it's don't, fantastic. I don't think that you need all the Dumbledore stuff. Yeah. At the beginning of this one, you know, like questioning Dumbledore. It's like, yeah, this, this is fine. If this would have just been the movie and you just thought that Dumbledore was like the smartest guy and he just had it all figured out, that would It'd be, be fine. fine. We don't need to question yeah. it. That would be okay. Yeah. But yeah. And then he has, the, he has the question, you know, uh, Dumbledore, is this all really happening in... Is this, is this real or is this happening in my head? And Dumbledore goes, well, of course it's happening in your head, Harry. But why wouldn't it be real? Or does yeah, that make it any whatever. less real or something? Yeah. So I like that a lot. Yeah, it's great. And then, uh, you know, then he wakes, then he comes back to the real world and they carry him out and they think that he's dead. Because, the real world. What's up? I'm Harry. <laughs> uh, yeah, not tight what Dumbledore or what Voldemort did. Yeah, they got the one on one interview. Voldemort just tried to like kill me, dude. Uh, Voldemort tight, straight dude. up sucks. <laughs> <laughs> that Bellatrix chick, crazy dog. <laughs> <laughs> but I think she's kind of into me though. And you have Hagrid. Hagrid's chained up, dude. I know. So rough. Oh. They just put all the emotional things yeah, in there for you. They do. But then Hagrid picks up Harry, and uh, obviously you have... Well, Draco's uh, mom. Yeah, Draco's mother is you know, not dead. Yeah, we get it. Yeah. Or is dead. Yeah, I mean, that's just... Everybody's dead! <laughs> Everybody's so... They're weird in this scene. Oh, they so. are, man. They're they're really reveling in the moment, which, you know, yeah. I guess they would. I would be, Why too. They? Okay. 
Got him. Got him. Got him. Got him, baby. Uh, but then they carry him out, and they have the whole showdown in the courtyard. And uh, yeah. there's Neville's big Neville. scene. Neville. Neville steps Neville up. Neville has his big moment in which he, you know, I'd just like to say something. And Voldemort's like, yeah, I guess I'll give you the floor for no reason. <laughs> not going to kill you. Like, I just killed a lot of people. I don't know why Voldemort just, like, lets Neville yeah. keep going in this talk. It's like. Does Neville do this in the book? Uh, yeah. Yeah. He does. Okay. This all, see, this is what happens. And in the book, it's so much better. Neville goes out there and he makes some speech. And I can't remember how it all goes down. But Voldemort tries to, like hit him and then somebody else blocks it and then a whole battle starts to happen right and harry has escaped hagrid's arms and he puts the invisibility cloak on and he's running around like cursing people as he goes and then uh bellatrix lestrange tries to kill Ginny. i think i know that he saves Ginny. i'm pretty sure okay all right somebody does maybe it's voldemort whatever but harry takes off the cloak and yells protego and protects her, and he blocks the spell, and everybody looks over and is like, oh my gosh, Harry's alive, and it blows everybody's mind, and then everybody breaks up, and he's like, nobody touch Voldemort, he's mine, and then he does a whole monologue, and he kills Voldemort, and it's like, it's the coolest thing, man. Like, that is the best ending to the book And it's in the Great Hall, too, right? It's all in, like, the Great Hall, he's on the table, he freaking is standing above everybody else, and he just rips Voldemort to shame. Yeah, it's man. like, what would you rather see? Would you rather see an extended scene where there's kind of like a crappy a whole, fight between like a couple yeah. characters? Or would it's you not that rather crappy, see? Yeah. <laughs> it is that crappy. No, it's, would it's you? Not too crappy. It's not that crappy. The the Voldemort and Harry stuff is pretty sweet. No, it's, I like the whole duel they have around the castle, and then you know trying to kill Nagini and all that stuff. Like, well, hold on, hold on. It, from but. Would you rather see that or would you rather see Voldemort get like verbally assaulted by Harry and have the most epic monologue ever? I yeah. It's, I mean it's I would love it's amazing, but instead they have Harry, you know, yell out that he's alive. What what does he do? Does he keep No, he just runs. He just runs and Voldemort sees him and is like, "Oh my gosh." He, he like goes boom. He goes boom, down boom. and everybody sees that he's alive and then he sprints off in the other direction. Yeah. It is the stupidest thing. Like, I'm sorry. Well, Nagini's not dead yet. There's nothing he can do. Yeah, because, oh, that's, and see, that's because Neville had killed the, Neville had killed the snake before Harry revealed himself. Yeah. And Harry saw that Neville killed the snake, and it's like this beautiful moment, right? I just, I don't know, man. No, it could have been done better. I understand. Yeah. But I I will say that the Neville killing the snake in this part, like this part of the snake, like attacking Ron and Hermione and them like not actually being able to defeat it with magic. I love the Neville opening his eyes like the. Yeah, that part's pretty cool. I I like that part. I really like that. I do. Um, I do too. I don't enjoy the Voldemort and Harry fight. Um, but that's just me. It just—it was just way better in the book, and I, I'm never gonna. It's way better in the book. I'm never no, I understand gonna it. agree with it. And there's a couple parts of it that I don't like. Um, I don't really like the apparating thing together, Tom. Ha oh, ha. Yeah. And I don't like the part where Voldemort's like cloak is like grabbing Harry and stuff, mm-hmm. and it's all like weird. Yeah, I don't really like that. But I do like. I do like that they show. They literally show just Harry and Voldemort like dueling, and Harry's just. You know, standing at his his ground, he's mm-hmm. holding his own, and it's crazy. You see that a lot from Harry in this whole last like hour. Yeah, how he's just like all of a sudden he's a really good wizard now. 
Yeah. Really good in duels. No, I get I get that. Yeah, and that's and that's good. They do the twin cores connecting again, which I hate yep. because it's not Which you hate. It just I know. doesn't make any sense. Um yep. and, and I also hate that that's like how it ends, right? Is that the beam all the goes all the way to Voldemort and then the uh the wand gets Avada flipped Kedavra. up. Yeah. Yeah. Wand gets flipped up and Harry has it, and then Voldemort just like disintegrates. Um, I yeah. think that's cool. Back to your point about Harry being great at dueling, I think it's cool that they demonstrate that. Um, but also the way that it happens in the book, I think it's really great because at the end of the day, who would win in a duel between Harry and Voldemort? Harry would have no chance against Voldemort. Yep. I mean, it's like, would Harry yep. have any shot against Dumbledore? No, right? And so the way that it works out in the book is that like Harry has been set up, and you know, it's the same way in the movie. Like Harry's been set up with every advantage over Voldemort. So at this final scene, he knows that no matter what, that wand is not going to kill him. And he has the upper hand yeah. because Voldemort is holding a wand that belongs to Harry. And that's and that's like that's the victory, right? That's like Dumbledore's yeah. victory from beyond the grave, where he had set yeah. this kid up for success so far, you know, like like so far back. It's great. I feel like I'm Voldemort and you're Harry ripping me, dude. <laughs> no, I'm not ripping you. I'm just like, I'm just saying that this, <laughs> I just, <laughs> I'm just saying like, start disintegrating. It's just like, it's just that that last battle between them, like doesn't, I don't know. It just takes away. But from, what do we do? It, There's nothing we can it do. It takes away from the storytelling, you know, it takes away from like this beautiful story that JK Rowling, they created, you know, you going to pay for it. Nothing you can do. Yeah, I guess so. They made it. But Vol- I mean, can't change. I mean, it. Voldemort's dead after that, and that's and that's Voldemort's great. Dead. And I like that he has a slow death too. Bellatrix is dead too. Bellatrix does die. Pretty cool. They which both which is like does does Miss yeah does she does she do something that kills her? I mean, are there other spells that kill people? I'm sure. Yeah. Um. I I, I don't I I know though because that's in the book. I think she says Avada Kedavra. And just straight up kills her. They should have just had her do that. It's cooler. Well, yeah, because it just it just makes the magic confusing when you have poor Bellatrix. When you have people getting her. hit with maybe a Vata Kedavra, but then they disintegrate instead of just falling down dead. And you're like, okay, uh, I guess uh-huh. this is getting the whole thing here. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, and then, and then it's over, and they you know there's a victorious you know victory lap in the Great Hall as everybody's kind of happy, but also hugging and, and stuff. And yeah. um, it's a really nice scene. Some good music going on there. I don't think that. You oh, you final. know what? The guy. Um, oh shoot, what was that guy's name? I can't remember the guy that does the music in this one. Uh, but he nods back to uh, a the um, the music from the from Dumbledore's funeral in the sixth one. He plays that, yeah. he plays that piece. And then he also plays the original score at the end of this movie, which is yeah. so good. You need it. Yeah. We I love it. it. Cause it, you know, I needed it at the beginning of this movie too, yeah. but whatever. And it ties it all together. Really nice. Ties it, ties it, it all together really nicely. Little bow. Yeah. And you got Ron, Hermione, and Harry, their final little... Yeah, and Harry breaks the Elder Wand, which is probably the right call. Um, Also, something that we didn't really mention is that Harry is, like, the true owner of all the Deathly Hallows at this point. Yeah. Which is pretty sick, and I think it's cool that he just keeps the, you know, invisibility cloak, and he's, like, disposed of the Resurrection Stone and broken the Elder Wand because it's too much power for any one person to have. And he ends up being that brother that goes through life with the, he ends up being the humble one. Yeah. And he greets death as an old friend. 
Yeah. Yep. And he and I don't think the book or the movie doesn't really make mention of this, but Harry is actually a descendant of the Peverells as well. So like, oh he, wow, he's like actually he's a descendant of that lineage, and so he is entitled to those things. Um, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. And Harry's a descendant. You didn't know that. He's also a descendant of Godric Gryffindor. Jeez. Yeah, no, dude. Like in the book, they go through all this, and he Harry's actually just like he really is the chosen. No, yeah, Harry's great. Like, wow, you are hot. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's mostly from James's side, though. Um, but it's sweet. Yeah. Um, anything else Cocky that you want to mention here? I mean, there's the last scene. Uh, what What are your feelings then, on the last scene? Uh, it's whatever. I mean, I'm not gonna sit around here for ten minutes and make fun of the makeup and all that stuff. Right. I appreciate what J.K. Rowling did in the book. I think it was better written in the book and trying to put that on screen is what it is, but I think it's cute. Yeah. I think it's fine. Yeah. And it's, it kind of, it almost brings a tear to your eye a little bit because you're just like, oh, it's, they got a family. And it's fine. Yeah. I mean, Daniel Radcliffe's little speech to his son. It is just doesn't sound as good lame. as you like. In the book, I was kind of on the fence about it still boop, too, boop. but it was nice yeah. at the same time because you're like, oh, that's cool. He named oh, his son Albus Severus. And, his- and you're picturing them in your head as like actual old people. Right, yeah. But in this, yeah. I think it's mostly Ginny that just really does not look Yeah, like they just like threw old. a different hairdo on her and called it good. Yeah. Uh, Ron's got a gut. Pretty good. Ron's got a gut, yeah. which is expected. Been hitting the butterbeer a little too hard. Don't you think, A little too, too hard there, buddy. Yeah, a little Weasley, pal. Um, but Bush butterbeer. Yeah, and, but I do like the closing shot with the original music, and it's got Ron, Hermione, and Harry in it, and that's it's great. It's very nice. It's great. It's very nice. Um, so overall, that's... Directed by David Yates. That's the movie. I think it's... Uh, I hate the ending. I, I really just... I can't stand that last little bit of the movie. Um, but other than that, I think it's fantastic. I really like I think it's fantastic. I really like a lot yeah. of it. Um, I think it's fantastic. I, I, I like it. I like it a yeah. lot. I didn't expect to like it this much, to be honest. Yeah, I, I, really I forgot remember. how much, how good most of it is. Um, it's really good. Yeah. Um, you know, so. The, uh, but let's go, let's go with a uh, favorite, uh, favorite scene, favorite line, favorite character. character favorite line. Okay. Yeah. So, um. Let's go favorite line. What's what's yours? I got mine is uh, Dumbledore's talking to Harry. Um, I believe this is Dumbledore talking to Harry in the train station, but I found it on here and I just I like this line. Do not pity the dead, Harry. Pity the living and above all those who live without love. I thought that was good. No, very good line. Yep, I considered that yeah. one. Uh, there aren't that many lines that I loved as much in this one that yeah. like stuck out to yeah. me as much. I think there's a lot of very good lines. It's kind of hard to narrow down a favorite. Um, I would say that always is probably my favorite one. I think that that yeah. moment, just that just, Lily, you know, that Lily moment yeah. when he says, you know, after all this time and Snape says always, I think that that's good. Yeah. I also just snagged this one of Dumbledore. He says, words are, words are in my not so humble opinion, our most inexhaustible source of magic capable of both inflicting injury and remedying, remedying it. I thought that was a very nice line. So it's a good word. Yeah, it's good. You know, and kind of speaks to uh, a larger uh, theme within the movies, and yeah, you know, just in life anyway. Um, but yeah, so there you go. What favorite scene? What do you got? Is Snape yeah. that whole? Yeah, I mean, I just I love. There's a lot of scenes that are really great, and Harry confronting Dumbledore, all that stuff, super emotional. But there's just something about specifically like towards the middle of the whole Snape thing when he's talking to Dumbledore and like him holding Lily Potter when she's dead and all that stuff. It's just like, Oh man, it just, 
it got me. Got me good. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's mine. Now I mine too. Yeah. It's hard not to I think the close second would be Harry Harry's bravery standing up to Voldemort. Yeah, I'm a big fan of the King Cross station part too. That's true. Uh, I really it's like really that cool. scene as well. It's unique. Yeah. Yeah. They did a good job. Yeah. Um Grip Hook's death too. Uh <laughs> what are you even talking about? <laughs> Aberforth, probably. Uh yeah, probably Aberforth with the mirror. Um, um I'm curious who your favorite character is. I think that's like that's the more interesting one here. I'd imagine you know. Is it maybe is your Snape? Uh, it's yeah, it's Snape. Yeah. He's the he's the hero. He's the hero in this yeah. movie. He doesn't get his day in any other one. Yeah. And so this is uh yeah, it could be Snape or Neville, I guess. I don't know. That's good. I think that Snape is fantastic in this movie. I mean, I think that yeah. rightfully he should have had uh, a favorite character by me in another movie. Um, yeah. He never got it from me. But I think that Snape, this is a fantastic movie for Snape, and I love the story of Snape. It's all great. It's incredible. It's so well written. I went with Harry. Hey, Harry, he finally did Harry it. Harry is so good in this movie. I love Harry, yeah. you know, and that's at the end of the day, it's Harry's story and, you know, the resolve that he shows at the end is. And Daniel Radcliffe doesn't do a bad job really no, in any of them. He's not bad at all. He's really good in this one. It's pretty I, darn good. Yeah, I think it's great. But I mean, that's I was I was really torn between Snape and Harry in this one. Um, at the end of the day, I just had to give it to Harry because this is this is a great movie for Harry. So it's called Harry Potter. It's Harry Potter, <laughs> ladies yeah, and gentlemen. I mean, that's yeah. what it is. Um, what's now? We had talked about this. I want to go do a MVP for the whole series. So, favorite character, um, favorite your MVP of the whole series. Um, I honestly would probably go Sirius Black, even though he's not in it that much. Mm-hmm. I just think that the character of Sirius Black is probably my favorite throughout. All of them. He's not in all of them, right? So I don't know if he can. I don't know if he can be considered the MVP. Yeah. Um, but it seems like had Harry's parents lived, Lily would have been amazing, and James would have kind of just been doing his thing. And it really seems like Sirius is that figure in Harry's life that he needed, mm-hmm. and he's such a good demonstration of good. You know. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's also super powerful and amazing wizard. So um, he's also got a little bit of darkness he, in him too. You know what I mean? He does kind of like yeah. demonstrating that. Like I mean, he had you know, twelve years of it. Yeah, that's good, man. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, he's yeah. I think he would be mine. I think I feel confident saying that. Sure, sure. Um, my MVP. I want to give it to uh, Maggie Smith as McGonagall. Because nice, she man. is just, yeah. she shows up every single movie. Everyone. And the performance is great. She does such a yep. good job. I like, I feel like. Stays consistent. I feel like Professor McGonagall is just holding this stuff together. You know what I mean? Yeah. She shows up and yeah. she's consistent. Every single movie. If she's in the scene, you're like, oh yeah, we're in Harry Potter. Yeah. And, and she never is phoning it in either. Never. So anyway, that that was my. I just you know that's a good call. Yeah, I just think that really she's, good call, a good Magana call. Yeah, hey, got some Minerva on you. You know what I'm saying? Ooh, um, but uh, yeah. So McGonagall, she's great. Um, good call. It's interesting. Is a question? Would you I like it, or do you want to do rankings? We can do rankings if you want. Do you yeah. have that? 
Yeah, I can get it. All right, Danny, what's your ranking of the Harry Potter series? Uh, okay. If I can think about it, should I go from last to first or first to last? Do do worst to best. Worst to best. Worst being Goblet of Fire. Um, I just yeah. We discovered that yeah. on this podcast. <laughs> I, know, I know, I know. I never thought that. If you would ask me before we did this podcast, I'd have been like, I don't know, four is one of my favorites. But that movie sucks. Um, seven, second to last. Uh, Deathly Hollows Part One. Good call. Again, discovered that on the podcast. It's just a boring. Um, drags on. It's a good movie. They stay true to the books. Um, but whatever. Uh, uh, Sorcerer's Stone. Or no, sorry. Uh, Chamber of Secrets. Um, is is uh third to last. Um, I just I don't know why. I just don't. Something about that movie. I'm not. I get it. That into it kind of drags on. It's very long. Uh, Order of the Phoenix would be right in the middle. Four, um, or five, I guess. Hey, there it is. Um, yeah, Order of the Phoenix, and then Deathly Hallows, part two. Eight would be in fourth place. Sorcerer's Stone in third place, Half Blood Prince in second place, and uh, Prisoner of Azkaban first place. Half Blood Prince in second place, and Prisoner of Azkaban. Prisoner of Azkaban in first. Man, you love Prisoner of Azkaban. I do. That's great. It goes three, six, starting from top, it goes three, six, one, eight, five, two, seven, four. Wow. We have different lists. We have very different yeah. lists. That's interesting. I knew we would. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, these ones are, I think that it's interesting because Harry Potter is much more left up to your interpretation of it. So it's, it really yeah. is. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, um, going from worst to best, uh, I also picked number four at dead last. Boo. It sucks. <laughs> I think there's parts of it that are very great. Really sucks. There's parts of it that are so good, but it's just easily yeah. the worst made of all of them. <laughs> like it's just, yep. It's terribly directed. Just, yeah. um, and then uh, number seven is my second nice favorite. Um, cool. Then I picked number three at the. Uh, How dare you? I know. I know. I, hey, and it's okay. Hey, I understand. I ranked I understand. it up a little bit higher up there. It's uh, your ranking, not mine. Then Sorcerer's Stone. Cool. And then um, uh, book or the second part of Deathly Hollows. So, in in fourth place. In fourth place. Yep. Cool. Chamber of Secrets in third place. Uh, Order of the Phoenix in second place. Wow. And Half Blood Prince. It's my favorite one. That one's incredible. Yeah. I think Half Blood Prince is, is great. That one sucks yeah. the least. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. No, like, because that. Now, it's, it's the best. It, it's, I don't know. That's what. It's really, it's held together well. It's just, they did a good job with that movie. It's a good movie yeah half blood prince if you showed somebody harry potter even for the first time it's got comedy it's got good writing it's got good character development the ending is extremely dark and amazing huge set pieces mm-hmm. um and very sad emotional stuff mm-hmm. and yeah i think that movie is incredible um prisoner of azkaban holds a just a special place in my heart i love i like it a lot um that's why i put it at one but I think that we found that out, man. It's freaking Half Blood Prince is like just the diamond in the rough, dude. Yeah, of all this, Half Blood Prince is money, man. That movie's so good. I think 
I think it's the MVP of this whole podcast because we didn't expect. Yeah, I think that I didn't that's, expect that. I knew I liked Prisoner of Azkaban. I knew it was going to be an argument for you and me because I I knew I loved that movie. Yeah. But Half Blood Prince, I thought, I don't know if somebody asked me, I'd be like, I don't know, second to last. Yeah, probably right. I th- I didn't think that I was going you to know? enjoy that one as much as I did. No. It's great though. Yeah, it's fantastic. It's great. So that's that's my favorite one. Um, you know, I Chamber of Secrets is. A little higher up there, actually, than I was thinking about putting it. I was kind of two, eight, and one are actually pretty interchangeable for me. Um, me too. I could have. Me too. I actually changed where um, where one and eight were. I kind of like scribbled out and like changed them around because I was like, eh. yeah, yeah, because yeah, they're they're both really good. And one, the reason it's high up there for me would be just the nostalgia of it. Yeah. I think it's. It's not the greatest movie in the world, but I could turn on Harry Potter, Sorcerer's Stone any day and just sit down and watch it. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, you know, and even now I'm looking at it in Order of the Phoenix is at number two. I did. I did. I liked Order of the Phoenix, though, man. That was a fun movie. I did, too. I did, too. Good. It's just the ending is so It's good sitting at me. fifth place on mine, but it might as well be third That's because I could I honestly, if I said six, two, eight, one, five. I would probably feel almost better about it. Yeah. But I don't know, man. I don't know. You got to do what you got to do. You got to do what you got to do. So either way, School of Rock, number one. <laughs> School of Rock, no doubt winner. Way better movie than any of these. <laughs> way better story. Way better actor, Jack Black. Doesn't even I would rather watch Freddie School Jones. of Rock eight times. Yeah, me too. <laughs> and maybe National Treasure. Oh, dude. Oh, man. National Treasure. Would you rather watch National Treasure or all the Harry Potter movies? I don't know, man. I don't know. That one maybe might might even be a little bit more interesting down the road. National <laughs> um, Treasure is such a good movie. I love Yeah, that maybe movie. we should start talking about that, too. Yeah. Nick Cage, man. Oh, it's good. Good actor. I like Nicolas Cage. Me, too. Big fan. Wow. Yeah. Big fan. Um, um, where would Jack? No, we. I mean, Jack Black in this one. I mean, what jokes haven't we made? You know, I could see a Jack Black Voldemort. Just yeah, Jack Black head. would have to be Voldemort in this one. <laughs> bald head, no nose. No, he'd probably be um, pretty good as Snape, honestly. Yeah, he'd be a really good getting, Snape in this too. He'd be getting eaten by Nagini or whatever, and he's like got that reaction that he has when he gets his How? arm blown off in a, <laughs> yeah. in a jackal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man, that's be good. good. Be good. Um, well, there, I mean, dude, we're done. We, we did, did it. it. We did it. We're Harry Potter. If Woo! we left stuff out, I apologize. But man, it's uh, um, I thought that was a very fun thing to do for us. A good time. Uh, I'm also kind of relieved to be done with Harry Potter. So me too. Excited to I'm move so on relieved. To something else. So relieved. Yeah. But seriously. Good job, dude. Yeah, good we job. We did them all. Thanks. You know, same with Lord of the Rings. We did that. Eventually, we'll probably have to do Star Wars. Um, and uh, yeah, that was long. That was a lot. It was a lot. But I'm happy. I'm really happy to have this documented now, have that on there. If somebody goes on to, to Apple Podcasts or Spotify and they see that Sorcerer's Stone, now they have eight episodes to listen to. Yeah, so, you can listen to an episode on every single one. It's a on every single like, Harry Potter. So we like did it. Um, and I loved it. I loved it. I think like I think the Half-Blood Prince revelation just now was almost what I love the most about this. Yeah, me too. It's just finding... I was talking to somebody about it yesterday, too. They're like, 
Well, you're just doing what? Wait, how many times have you seen that movie? Because I was like, oh, I'm doing a podcast on Deathly Hallows too. They're like, how many times have you seen that movie? I was like, quite a bit, but it's been weird with the podcast because I just look at movies in a different way every time I watch them now. Right? You know? No, yeah, totally. Last time too. I watched Deathly Hallows too, I didn't. I wasn't this analytical about it. I was just like, oh, cool, Harry Potter. <laughs> but now it's just, yeah, it's awesome, man. Mm-hmm. It's fun. I agree. It's been a great trip. It's been very fulfilling. So I'm glad to know. Glad yeah. to know all about Harry Potter. Maybe on a future episode, I'll rank out my books or something. Yeah. So Yeah, that sounds good. We'll do one on all the books. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, well... Thank you to everybody that has listened to, if you've listened to all eight of these episodes, thank you so much. That's huge. Uh, we need your support and we love doing this. So we're going to keep doing this. Um, if you like these Harry Potter episodes, if you like any of our other episodes, please share to your friends. That's what, uh, that's what we're trying to do here and, and just get this out to people. We love doing this podcast and, uh, yeah, you can always find us on, uh, Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, audio boom, all the platforms for podcasting. Um, as well as we are on Instagram, Professor Jones Podcast. Um, check us out, share to your friends, and uh, wizard on, dude. No, nah, that was dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's been magical. Until next time, we'll be living our lives a quarter mile at a time. Boom, 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 boom. Professor Jones and the Digs. Professor Jones and the Digs. Professor Jones and the Digs. <laughs> <laughs>